Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to be back uh, with you all online again for time of study and meditation, the word. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our praise and glory and honor and thanksgiving. All our strength, all our wisdom comes from him. Let's worship him today. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, the worthy, the holy one, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. We worship you right now. We bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. O shemekepele krentele bakataya. O nabrondorabakuta karabasanta. Shebabakarabakandarabakasatai. You're worthy, Lord. Repokoto kuleborokusetea. Hallelujah. Mokrudo te prezi libokoto korobosho. Manda karakus zorokuta karabarakanti. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. <clears throat> Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 <clears throat> thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Glory, glory. Halabashika takasa labranta. Rupusto cruzibiti fasabranti pelegenti. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Precious Jesus. Napashika takalmarabakanda. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are standing on holy ground and we know that there are angels all around. Let us worship King Jesus now, we are standing in his presence on holy ground, oh we are standing on holy ground, and we there are angels all around. Let us worship King Jesus now. We are standing in his presence 
on holy ground. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. Oh, you are worthy. La mashikaramandere basandere bosundarababari ande. Worship and adore you. La presindere bakarabishdele brande. Oh, la preste anemende. Who can compare with you, Lord? Manabrasha la manda. Oh, raparamandere bosundoro borboriende. Hamashikaramanda, we join the saints. And we bless your holy name. Oh, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy. To be praised and adored. So I lift up my hands to you. <clears throat> holy hands to you. Yes, we lift up holy hands in one accord. Because you are worthy to be praised and adored. Hamashikalabariande. For all eternity we will bless your name. Standing before your throne, we minister. Praise and worship and adoration to the King. The fruit of our lips give thanks to you. Holy One, Abreshindere Balabrandele Boriende, Ashikandara Makariande, Enomondo Ribese Previto Kondo Balagere Metevara Zendere Mazoro Kuzere Bazere Mazoro Kuzende, O Labreante Likosurunduro, Ibrajere Medere Makaramande, Oh Jesus, le brodoste prendere babrana balmaravande. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sheba baramandara barbiandere bocosondo. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Thank 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 you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks for the honor of serving you in this day and hour. We give you thanks for the privilege of knowing your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, forever. Mina katakala brabakasataya. Elokotokuri masikandari bakaldarabaya. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Precious Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us your father, Shipaba Rakanda. Giving us that family, Hokobo Sakapatakalaba. 
giving us your mighty Holy Spirit. We are forever grateful, we are forever grateful for such care and tender mercies. We receive, we receive, we receive, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. We will call every oak destroyed, every burden removed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We trust you. We yield to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a privilege. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll turn in our Bibles to a familiar opening from the past two weeks. We've been looking at those verses there somehow. So let's go to the book of Luke and chapter 8, and we'll notice there verse 18. And this time I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says, Be careful, therefore, how you listen, for to him who has spiritual knowledge will more be given, and from him who does not have spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks and guesses, and supposes that he will that he has will be taken away hallelujah interesting uh, thoughts there this is talking about how one listens the quality of the listening and the value uh, with which one listens and then talking about what comes back uh, in measures as a harvest spiritual knowledge comes back but if it's not taken care of and valued like that, even what one supposes he has is taken away. Praise God. We can hear that in Canada. Uh, and then we have also in the fourth chapter of Mark, the 24th verse, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Then 25 continues, for to him who has will more be given and from him who has nothing, even what he has, will be taken away by force. Very interesting thoughts here. So here we see, you know, the hearing is now divided into the quality of hearing and the, what you are listening to. And both are important, and it's about the measure of thought and study, the value that is given uh, to these thoughts and abilities to study with that kind of idea behind you constantly drives you to really meditate prayerfully and become aware of what is going on while the word is being taught or spoken or sowed out there. Praise God, because there's more going to come and we don't want to lose what we have or even seem to have. Very interesting. Maybe we can hear 24 and 25 of Mark 4 also in Canada and then proceed. Atanu avarige, nivu kelu vadarali echaravagiri, nivu yava alate in the ale, tiro adu nimagu ale paduadu, matu kelu vadarada nimage hechagi kodal paduadu. 
ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಯಾವನಿಗೆ ಇದೆಯೋ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಕೊಡಲ್ಪಡುವುದು ಯಾವನಿಗೆ ಇಲ್ಲವೋ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಇದ್ದದ್ದು ಅವನಿಂದ ತೆಗೆಯಲ್ಪಡುವುದು ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು So notice here it's uh, all taken out of the story of the parable the sower the seed and the various types of uh, ground there and the uh, references here are to time spent in the word giving it root and the ability to grow hallelujah man so as you maybe look from the earlier verses verse 14 says the sower soweth the word then 15 says and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown but when they have heard satan cometh notice that satan cometh hallelujah immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts so this is not saying that you are just on the road somewhere sitting idly by and then a message is just going on and by chance you were there and as you were trying to listen satan just came and took it away that's not what he's saying of course he says that this is by the wayside but it doesn't literally mean you're outside on the road praise god ha <laughs> that's not where the word goes how many of you can believe that that's not where the word is there's all kinds of things out there but what he's talking about is that we are in church and the word is going forth or we are in the midst of the sower and the word seed and then those who seem to not value it so much who are not paying attention who are not giving that serious thought and study to what is happening as the word is coming forth they're not really paying that kind of value and attention to it notice satan comes immediately where to the church hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> because we're not talking about the roadside we're talking about the word and hearts and where do you find word and hearts we basically find them either in your own house or in the church praise god and satan comes immediately and takes away the word that is sown in their hearts very interesting isn't that let's hear verse 14 and 15 also in kannada ಬಿತ್ತುವವನು ವಾಕ್ಯವನ್ನು ಬಿತ್ತುತ್ತಾನೆ ದಾರಿಯ ಮಗ್ಗುಲಲ್ಲಿ ವಾಕ್ಯವು ಬಿತ್ತಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವರು ಇವರೇ ಆದರೆ ಇವರು ಕೇಳಿದಾಗ ಸೈತಾನನು ಕೂಡಲೇ ಬಂದು ಅವರ ಹೃದಯಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ಬಿತ್ತಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿದ್ದ ವಾಕ್ಯವನ್ನು ತೆಗೆದು ಬಿಡುತ್ತಾನೆ I remember there are certain churches if you've been around church and these things for some time you will come across varieties of experiences and theories and all of that anyway I don't want to knock anyone down but there are some folks who think that if you just spend enough time binding and screaming at the devil uh just before services and you keep at that for some time the service will be free from every kind of uh satanic uh manifestation or attack well praise god for that then of course this verse won't apply you know because you would have screamed and bound and hollered and done everything necessary and so satan cannot work with this kind of setup 
Praise God. What do you think? I leave it to you to think about it, but what I would suggest is that it is possible for Satan to come to the church where you are, where the word is going out and is a good seed, is a good word, and immediately take away the word because it is based on our care, attention, and value towards the word that is going to prevent him from taking it away. Immediately. That means at the place itself where the sowing is taking place. Very, very few minutes or seconds around that, that, that instant of time itself because of value, appreciation, and thoughts concerning the word. Hallelujah. So just um, think about it for yourself. But I, I can see from these scriptures that Satan is a willing participant in this whole recipe. <laughs> and I believe God is not the one that takes anything from us. And so whatever is in the being taken away sense put there is not by God. It's by Satan, some immediately, some with time. All based on how much exposure and time and value is given to the word of God. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. So um, if we continue giving that attention and giving that value to the word of God, the chance of losing and uh, not receiving our benefits and harvest from the word are greater. Hallelujah. So you can see how these verses now make sense. Pay attention to how and uh, you know the value with which you give to the thoughts and meditations over the word of God while it is being sown even at the very onset, the beginning of the whole sowing process or the teaching, preaching process, the value that we attach to that word, attach to the things connected to the word around there at that time are so very powerful. Hallelujah. And then as we continue to give it that value and prayerful thought and study and meditation, the measures of the harvest of the power and the benefits of that word come back to us. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? So these are some very clear things that Jesus himself has spoken. And if there's anybody who has clarity on these things, Jesus is absolutely the person. And so I would like to take it simply as it is written there, that we should therefore protect and guard over the process when the word is going out to our attention, our care, and uh, the value to which we give to the word, and therefore clearly define what is important and what must be valued. Praise God. And as you spend time with the word, then it begins to gain the depth uh, inside the heart or in the deep thoughts and imaginations, and it becomes rooted and grounded there, unshakable, and begins to have a long-term effect in production. Praise God. So along with these thoughts, we uh, have been saying things, you know, and we came across the fact that the truth, uh, once received and continued in, would set anyone free. Remember? He said, if you are my disciples indeed, you will continue in the truth, and the truth acted upon will set you free. 
That was John 8 and we read that out of 30, I think all the way to 33 the last time. So there is the power to continue in the word of God, giving it that value, um, giving it that attention and care that makes you now grow up from just being saved into a true disciple. Hallelujah. And that's what we are all called to do. So there's a challenge given to us to yield to God's word and uh, stand in front of it and put up with it and endure it and hear it and give it that value without depreciating, you know, which is a daily process. You know, it's not just a one-time decision you make, but it's a daily deal we have with the Word of God. And that now matures us, and all of us are in the process of maturing. And so don't uh, give up now and quit, but rather take the time today, whenever you have the opportunity, to give the Word that due honor and ponder and pray and receive and continue. Hallelujah. So those kind of thoughts over there. And uh, we came to a place where the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, they continued. And so I would like us to look at something in 1 Corinthians 11. Notice there. Praise God. Some thoughts along these lines. Verse 22, you remember the 11 chapters talking about how they gathered together about communion. And back in those days, it was a full meal. So this is a very church setting. And the Corinthian church is being specifically spoken to here. And in the 22nd verse, he says, What? Have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. So notice here it's about a full meal, but it is uh, eaten in the church, and uh, therefore it is not just you know, selfish, and you're not just focusing on yourself. You are considering others, and that is the atmosphere of church. It's not just me, me, me. You know, and uh, growth involves you know, me and myself and I, being removed from the throne and gradually we now begin to put others ahead of us, (laughs) which is basically all that growth is talking about. Hallelujah. So this now turned around and became something known as despising the church. So it's possible to despise and dishonor and treat lightly the church by not paying attention to these kind of thoughts. Hallelujah. So there is interesting thoughts there. Notice also the 17th verse of a similar thinking. Very, very interesting. He says, Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that you come together not for the better, but for the worse. Hallelujah. Notice the coming together. So there is something about coming together and continuing to come together and not despising the coming together as the church in one place and handling things in that gathering. It's all about these kind of things that we're talking about. So um, we are learning to value and give attention and uh, pay more heed to these kind of thoughts and value what God values. So God sees it as the church and his house and a certain way of thinking must be attached to all that. 
even though it is a meal. You see, it's not just a little wafer and a cup here. It was a meal, but he said, don't you have houses to go and eat in? In other words, you don't just have wafers at home. You have food at home, you know, and they also had food here. Praise God. So I would just like you to think about it. Praise God. I have, a, you know, a, a way of trying to suggest that even though it's a commandment, but I'd like to suggest to you that, uh, you know, think about it properly because growth takes time. And that's why he said, those that have ears to hear, let them hear. So it's a process and a value thing where you decide, okay, uh, I believe my ears are going to receive this and I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to hear what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. All of us have ears, but not all of us have given that value to what we want to hear. So those who have ears to pick that up and endure that, let them do so. See, that's all about a kind of discipline and a work and a decision and so on. Maybe we can hear verse 22 in the Kannada also. Hallelujah. Let's look at another verse in 1 Corinthians 14. Notice there the 23rd verse also. He says, If therefore the whole church be come together into one place. So there is something called the coming together of the saints to one place. Amen. Even though we are slowly being uh, desensitized from such thinking and we're getting more and more accustomed to not gathering in one place, the original plan was that we gathered in one place. There was something called gathering in one place and then going from house to house See, so um, thank God for all of these variables here. But notice here he says that one would come in an unlearned, even an unbeliever. So that was to make room for, you know, others to also come and be a part of that experience. Hallelujah. So in that climate, in that atmosphere that, you know, you're gathered together with all of its beauty and distractions we are now to give value or heed to what we're hearing and what's coming out from the Word. And we're supposed to be, pay attention to how we hear and what we're hearing, you know, latching on to it, giving it the due attention and value so that our enemy cannot steal it immediately. Praise God. So it, it's kind of a confusing thing. On one hand, we come together and all of these people are there, distractions are there. But then where we gather and praise God, His Spirit is also there. And so the Spirit realm is open, God's realm is available. The enemy can, can also come. And in all of this, we are there with ears and a choice is given to us. If you have ears that hear, then hear what the Spirit is saying. Praise God. So it's putting a whole new light on church. Praise God. Yeah, it's um, interesting. It's a fun place. It's a social gathering. It's uh, all of those varieties of things. It's fellowship. It's eating. It's all of that. 
and praising and being joyful and being glad in the Lord. But then in that atmosphere, there are other things also happening uh, in the spirit. Praise God. And so we have to be able to switch between all of these realms and give value to that which is valuable or precious. Praise God. Maybe we can hear verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 14 also. Hallelujah. So, praise God. You know, God will help us. How many of you can tell that we need mercy, we need grace? I'm telling you just on a daily basis to be able to do the right thing because it's so vital, so powerful. Hallelujah. Praise God. In these kind of places, you notice the language is also there. Praise God. I, I'd like to read also from Second Corinthians. Maybe we'll go to the 11th verse. Second Corinthians, I believe, is the 11th verse. Praise God. Hallelujah. Or maybe we'll skip that for now and maybe go wholesale into 1 John 1 and then come back. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John 1, and observe the familiar lines of Scripture. He says that the Word became flesh and uh, manifested, things like that. Verse 2, the life was manifested, we have seen it. Bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifested unto us. And then it goes on, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. So we have this ability to fellowship truly with the Father and with the Son through the word of God. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. So from the fellowship that the word gives us, we are able to get joy and we can also get a full dose of joy. Praise God. And so if we begin to see it like that, uh, the value given to the word and the drawing from the word is going to affect my joy, is going to affect the value of uh, life that I enjoy, then things become different. Hallelujah. So, it's interesting. Notice how verse 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him, notice that, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Very interesting. Notice a term there. We lie and do not the truth. So those who hear the word and then act on the word, they receive the results. In other words, it's doing the truth that produces results. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Notice that kind of expression, do not the truth. So from the fellowship with the word and then acting on the truth, it's possible to now do the truth. And it's in the doing of the truth that the liberty comes. Truth acted upon is what produces liberty. You shall know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Not just like that, but if you act on that truth. 
Amen. So it's in the doing of the truth that uh, the release and the liberty takes place. Interesting. Let's hear maybe um, verse 4 and then 6 also in Kannada. Glory to God. So there it is. Walking in the truth, walking in fellowship, all of these things are vital. So 1 John 1 9 is put in the same context, knowing that we will make mistakes, we may not carry on like that. We may not enjoy such levels of fellowship all the time. We may wander away from that. Therefore, what do you do? 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Phew! Aren't you glad that there's a verse, verse like that in the middle of it all? I'm so glad. So, it is possible to not be always paying attention and giving value to the word and not always in fellowship. You know, I mean, these are very great possibilities. You may have figured out by now that it is very possible to not always be in fellowship with God. That you can be in fellowship with, you know, your lower flesh nature and, uh, you know, other things. <laughs> and so, then you are not actually doing the truth and therefore you are not free. You know, so hallelujah. It's not a one time decision that from today I will always walk in fellowship with God and I will always stay in the truth and act on the truth. It's not just, you know, one New Year resolution that you just do such a thing and uh, for the rest of your life you're just going to fly along like that. You and I know that this is going to be a daily challenge and a daily decision. And therefore, 1 John 1, 9 is something that you may have to use so many times a day, if not at least once a day. And <laughs> therefore, get familiar with the sprinkling of the blood. You know, and any other hypocritical, highfalutin, great-sounding position that you have may not be accurate. Hallelujah. Because if we confess our sins, including John, we, notice that, we confess our sins, he is faithful. So John has included himself there, um, and therefore if John is included there, and this great man of God would have to confess his sins, then my brother, I think I have to get ready to confess my sins Ever so often. Anytime I'm not walking in fellowship the way I ought to, I should not be afraid to run quickly and receive the cleansing power of the blood of the Lamb. Aren't you glad about that? Hallelujah. Don't get all jittery now, but let's get some freedom out of it. Let's read verse 9 of 1 John 1, also in Canada. Hallelujah. Shuddhi Maduo. Isn't that interesting? Let's go to Second Corinthians now, the eleventh one that we were uh, not ready for then. Notice verse four. It says, For if that 
If he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Notice that language. Here he's talking about the same bear kind of idea that I have so many things to tell you but you cannot bear them because there was all these tendencies that they had that were not allowing them to be able to bear the actual valuable truth. But in this case he says that they were bearing with another gospel and they were bearing with some other spirit, they were bearing with some other kind of teaching. See that? So notice there's an ability to not bear with the things that are true and an ability to bear with the things that are not actually good. How about that? You know? So the, the, the value system is up to us. We can decide whether we're going to value this type of listening or this type of message or this type of spirit or whether we're going to value the spirit of truth and fellowship with God. Hallelujah. All these things are up to the hearer. Notice that. They're up to the one who hears. He that is hearing, let him take heed how he hears. Remember? The amount of value that you give to that exercise of the whole hearing is going to affect other outcomes. Amen? So this Corinthian bunch here, was, they had it all, I think. They were some of the most interesting people in the church realm. And they received some other spirit and they bore with so many other things, he says. And then in the 19th, uh, you know, verse of the same, look at what he says. He says there, seeing for you suffer fools gladly, seeing you yourselves are wise. <laughs> so it's the same kind of thinking that they were bearing with fools gladly and uh, not listening to the wise words and wise wise counsel of people like Paul. They would endure foolish people. Praise God. You know, it's like that. The, the church world has its own ways. They heap, up, they heap up certain kinds of teachers and teachings. And they do not bear with the truth. It's, it's been like that. Now, now comes our turn. These great men have all gone to heaven. And in 2021, it's our turn now to handle all of these realities and do it properly. How much mercy do you need? I think <laughs> we need tons of mercy. <laughs> you know, we have uh, all of these things are available out there. There's all manner of teachings, uh, all kinds of media, and etc., etc. But we have this ability given to us to tune in and be careful. Verse 20 says, For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage. If a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. He said they were bearing and suffering and enduring all of that gladly from people who were taking from them and bringing them into bondage. They gladly took it. But when it came to plain truths that would make them fellowship and enjoy God at a different level, they could not bear it. Hallelujah. In other words, um, when you walk in the things of the truth and in fellowship with God, there's a certain kind of listening that will take place. You will not be able to fellowship and receive from another spirit and uh, foolish stuff. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. So it, it's wise that we just pick it up and say, this is for my good, you know. This is going to help me because Jesus is the one who knows the truth about these things. Notice, if Jesus had not told us these things, we'd be clueless about it. We'd just be going to, duh, 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 from one to the other. We'd just heap up this one and that one because they sounded good or whatever it was, see? But from the Spirit of God, we are now being told that we don't have to put up with or bear or endure everything that comes down the pipe. Praise God. We can actually pay attention to the truth and give it value and begin to receive it properly and spend time with it and that will open us up to liberty and enjoyment of the fellowship that we were created for. Hallelujah. So let's see if we can just hear maybe 19 also and 20 in Canada. Nivu Buddhivantaragidu Buddhiginaranu Santosha Dinda Sahisikulutirala Obanu Nimmanu Tanage Vashamadi Kondaru, Obanu Nimmanu Nungi Bitaru, Obanu Nimmanu Marulugulisi Hididaru, Obanu Tananu Hechisikondaru, Obanu Nimma Mukada Mele Hodadaru, Nivu Sahisikulutirala. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. I, I like the way it's also plainly written in this little book that you have with you. Isn't it amazing how much is in there? I mean, just in those little spaces in between those two covers, almost every single thing you can imagine that is of value and preciousness is addressed straight there. Hallelujah. So, you know, you don't have to be brought into bondage. You don't have to be taken from and conned and cheated. You know, you don't have to put up with it. You don't have to say, I had no choice. Because God respects our choice. And the choice to choose the valuable, the precious, and separate it from the vile is entirely in our uh, ability. It is given to our purview or our right. It is our right to choose. Amen? So, um, thank God you don't have to be conned, you don't have to be cheated by XYZ teaching or that kind of spirit or any such personality. You can actually listen uh, to simple, clear truth and value what you're listening to and more shall be given to you, praise God, and it will not be taken away from you. So I believe that you're receiving further clarity, at least on the power of 1 John 1, nine. So anytime you know you're wavering here and there, go back to 1 John 1, nine. Lord, forgive me, my ears were tickled. <sighs> I was so impressed with all of that. Forgive me in Jesus' name. Now give me some truth, Lord. I'm, I'm listening. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he will gladly forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we will enjoy our restoration and our fellowship with the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. So you don't have to bear with all kinds of stuff out there. Praise God. Let's also read John chapter 8 again. Very, very powerful. John 8. Notice verse 30. Praise God. Now after he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Hallelujah. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
wonderful Jesus. Isn't that great? So knowing the truth is one, continuing in the truth is the next, and acting on that truth will now produce liberty or freedom. Amen? In other words, you can be free to live before God. Hallelujah. Before men, you may have to take some, uh, you know, more uh, important lessons like for their sake, for love's sake. But before God, you can live right, knowing that God said things like this so plainly. So you can live very free, (laughs) fear-free before God. Amen. And if you know you've missed it, go back to 1 John 1, 9 and enjoy some freedom. Amen. So you're going to have to go back to 1 John 1, 9 every now and then, knowing that after 1 John 1, 9, I'm free. Can you see that? So you should not bludge on yourself about 1 John 1, 9 and dread the whole matter. But you should rush to 1 John 1, 9 and say, Ah, now I'm free. Are you seeing that? Hallelujah. God knows who you are, who we are, with all our baggage, with all of our thoughts. And he says, hey, just come, confess so that you can enjoy freedom before me. Hallelujah. The person that you should be most free before should be him. We should be free before him. We should be free to live before his eyes. Amen. And that comes because you're fellowshipping with him, fellowshipping with the word that became flesh, the same fellowship that they enjoyed, we can enjoy. And if at some point you're not in fellowship, you're not walking according to that truth, you're not walking in the light, guess what? 1 John 1, 9 beckons. Hallelujah. The blood of the Lamb will help you to enjoy freedom. Praise God. All right. Let's go now to Romans, the 12th chapter. Um, Do we have to read anything in Canada? Yes, John 8. Let's do that. 30 to 32. Atanu e Matuvalanu Hirutidagale and Ekaru Atanali Nambikateru Atana Mele Nambikata, Ivu Derige, Esu Nivu Nana Vakadali Nelegun Didere Nijavagu, Nivu Nana Shisharagu Viri Idalla de Nivu Satyavanu Tiridukulu Viri, Ah Satyavu Nimanu Bidugade Maduadu Indu Hiridanu. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. Hallelujah. So you can see the progression of things based on how we are receiving the word, how we are acting on the word. We're getting fellowship and we're getting freedom, liberty. All of these precious values are coming to our life. Praise God. Now, Romans 12, we had touched upon last time. Verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. See, you are familiar with Romans already, and that's where we have this statement between 6, 7, and 8. You know, a couple of things are unveiled about our flesh nature, the fallen nature that's there. And in the 7th chapter, in the 18th verse, it says, there's no good thing in the flesh. Praise God. Remember that. So, in light of that understanding, uh, Paul now says, because of all those things that are evil and wrong, that are presently, in quote, lodged in your flesh, he says, now let's turn this thing around and make the flesh become a servant and a praise to God. How about that? How about turning everything around? This flesh where nothing good dwells, that carries all these 
weird uh, twin of the devil kind of emotions and uh, pushings and works that are constantly there. How about turning all that around and making that now become an instrument for God to now use? <laughs> Therefore, the only way that can be done is by presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Amen. In other words, the body must be, in quotes, dead to certain things and alive to God. See? Praise God. So, how much mercy do you need for that? Well, I think, you know, from what I see in this verse, we need tons of mercy for that. To present the body as a living sacrifice or to offer it up to God as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable or logical service. It's the only logical do, thing to do is to offer this body which is so full of all these vile tendencies and say, this is going to be an offering to you. Hallelujah. You and I know that that's going to take a lot of 1 John 1 9ing. <laughs> so let's hear verse 1 in Canada, please. Romans 12, verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's also hear maybe Romans 7, 18 in Kannada. I hope it is not coming across too heavy, but... Uh, you know, we have to come into these thoughts also, and thereby we now see how valuable that listening process is. Let's see if we can. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to read also, uh, you know, a line or two in previous Romans chapters, like Romans 6.13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Can you see how it's coming up? From that kind of thinking, he says, this is the most logical thing to do. Praise God. Let's hear this in Canada also, verse 13 of Romans 6. Hallelujah. And we can also see verse 16. It says, Know you not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. How many times do you think that we're going to have to ask God for mercy? I don't know. It could be many, many times a day. <laughs> but please, run to 1 John 1, 9 and enjoy fellowship restored with our Father. Amen? He says, Know you not to whom you yield yourself servants to obey. His servants are you. So you need to be free from that boss who seems to say, You'll never be free from me. You've got to pay me for the rest of your life. Can you imagine that kind of mafia guy 
trying to dominate you. He's saying, you will always be my servant. You will never be free from me. As long as you are born into this planet, I am your boss. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, Jesus saw the problem. The Holy Ghost saw the problem. He knew the answer. And he said, I'll give you the word of God. It will set you free. Woohoo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, when the rubber meets the road, that's where the, the word and the action on the word, you can now put it into operation and see the result. Hallelujah. So after all of these things, Paul comes along in the 12th chapter and says, Brethren, you can see, therefore, the only logical thing to do is to offer this up to God now as a living sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't make sense because it's living and it's a sacrifice. Living and a sacrifice. Therefore, it has to be living because of the spirit inside and dead because the body can be dead to sin and alive. You can be alive to righteousness. Hallelujah. Let's hear Romans 6.16 also in Canada. Praise God. Amen. How does one present the body to God? It's by saying, Lord, forgive me. I give you my body in Jesus' name. It's like that. <laughs> Amen. Anytime you say, I confess, I messed up. You are giving yourself back to God. You are offering yourself back to God. Amen. So can you see how often you may have to use 1 John 1 9? Yes, my brother, my sister. Don't get weary of that you know, sprinkling of the blood, that constant use of mercies that are required from our Father in the name of Jesus. He has a full-time job at the right hand of the throne. He's called the great high priest of mercy. Woo! <laughs> he knows that he has to do that work. And he's doing it right now. Because we need his ministry. We need his work at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I may be jumping a little further than what I thought. But I'm just wanting to leave you with one thought and then we'll go back. Imagine, for instance, Jesus was your next door roommate, in quote, but he lived next door in the next room in your house and you were able to hear him praying. What do you think would happen to your life if you heard Jesus praying? <laughs> well, that would be interesting. You know, so if you look at the kind of prayers he has prayed, I think it will change your life. Amen? Notice he prayed that we would be kept from evil, that we would be preserved, we would not be taken away, we would be kept. Imagine Jesus is your next door roommate and you're hearing, I pray for my roommate. I pray that he'll be kept, that he will not be taken away. What will happen? Praise God. That's the person. That's our eldest brother. That's the person who is alive today praying for us. Don't get weary of going to him. He loves us. He's our eldest brother. It is spiritual knowledge that we are now his brethren. Brethren by the mercies of God. Come to me. Come. 
Come and listen. Come and receive. Hallelujah. Praise God. It will change you. You won't fear going to him or to his mercy, but you will keep going there again and again because you know someone cares and someone is praying for you. He came here on the earth dressed just like you and I in this flesh. He came in that mortal kind of flesh. He came. He, he dwelt among us, experienced everything so that you and I could say, Come boldly to the throne of grace. Let's go to our brother. Let's go. Let's go to the one who understands who is going to give us mercy readily. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so we can enjoy freedom. Otherwise, we're locked in. Imagine you will have this flesh till Jesus comes or till you die. That means you are sentenced to having this, this in quote, boss and master trying to dominate you. He knows from long time ago, you know, our tendencies which have been trained so well by upbringing and DNA or whatever it is. And he will keep bringing those buttons back to us. He'll put the pressure at the right time. But thank God there's a higher one who loves us, praise God, who said you can offer this as a sacrifice. Woo, hallelujah. You can give this to me as a sacrifice by the mercies of God, by the revelation of the truth. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hmm. Praise God. Aren't you blessed? I'm enjoying this. So if I ran off a little further, don't worry, but it'll all come in line. Look at verse 1 again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2, the recipes begin to unfold. And be not conformed to this world. So in addition to your flesh, there is also a world that likes to mold us or conform us. It likes to force us into its mold. Imagine there's a machinery out there. The minute you step out, it just wants to make you into its own mold. And just produce, mass produce many in the same mold. Trying to mold you. And we are supposed to say, no, I'm not going to be molded. (laughs) Praise God. Be not molded or conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, that's where the words come. The thoughts come. Because this is where the change takes place. In the renewing of the mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. So there are three aspects to the will of God there that are, they are grades. <clears throat> and uh, we should think about it. And don't get uh, fed up and weary, you know, just because you're stuck in one level. We are moving on. Go back to the word. Go back to the 1 John 1, 9 verse. And get washed there, get cleansed there, and put your foot further. One more step. Hallelujah. And we're going to go on. Praise God. You know, is it possible, a possibility, is it possible that Paul also had to go through these kind of steps? I believe so. He had the same kind of flesh like you and I. And only Jesus was perfect. But Jesus had to... Uh, resist the devil and the world and all of that temptation. 
So Paul also, I believe, very possibly had to go through the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you could say that at some level, he started off by studying the word, listening. And then as time went on, because of his faithfulness, he began to now preach it and teach it and go around and slowly work with churches and establish churches. Praise God. And he was an apostle. And he was going about busily doing it and saying, it's not me. It's the grace that's working in me. I'm telling you, it's just the grace. I was a murderer. I was injurious. I was a blasphemer. You know, but God put his mercy and his grace on me as a pattern. You know, and then as time went on, guess what? He became the author of three quarters of the New Testament. Don't you think possibly that that was the perfect will of God? Hallelujah. So you can see this man proceeding up. Not perfect though, but he was going in that direction. Praise God. To the complete, total plan of God for his life. Amen. Uh, During the fasting and prayer, we prayed a certain prayer which said that we would stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Can you see that? It's going to be our target. Uh, I want to go into all that you planned for me before you come back. Amen? So we're not going to quit, praise God. Maybe we'll hear verse 2 also in Canada. If we have already heard verse 1, we'll also hear verse 2, Romans 12. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a fellowship we have. You know, just to know that we are fellowshipping by these words with the life of Paul also at the same time and with the power of God at the same time. Amen. So we are, we are going through the word of God and we are enjoying how Paul was thinking and how he progressed. At the same time, we are receiving from God's spirit, you know, how to go about this. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. So he says, be not conformed or be molded by those pressures. They're trying to mold you and make you robots like, like them out there. But be transformed. That's the uh, butterfly changing, you know, uh, hardened carbon changing into diamond. It takes some work. You know, it takes some, uh, some pressures from inside rather than outside. That's the difference. So the world is trying from outside, but we are being changed from inside. Hallelujah. There's power and life that is working inside and then through the mind and is beginning to change the way we are working and conforming. We are becoming more and more like Jesus. <laughs> more and more like Paul. More and more like those who through by faith and patience inherited the promises. Hallelujah. Renewing of the mind is the mind of Christ becoming ours. Praise God that you can actually walk as though Jesus was walking on the earth. What a privilege. Amen. How he, with this special way of thinking, lived on the earth, lived successfully, finished the will of God, and then went home. Praise God. Of course, if you're as perfect as he was, you'll be killed. But hey, it just proves that you are moving in his direction. 
The Bible has a verse in Hebrews which says they were not worthy of this world. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So, my brother, my sister, be encouraged. No matter how many times you may flop and fail at it, don't get weary. Go back to 1 John 1, 9. Confess. Let the mercy of God cleanse and go back straight into the freedom that you have before your Father. Amen. Imagine somebody is at the right hand of God as a great high priest of mercy, ever living to pray and intercede and show mercy to you and I. Praise God. Isn't that a privilege? Let's make full advantage or take full advantage of that. Amen. Notice also the third verse. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. We had started off on that verse, and notice here, he says there, it was the grace. Amen? So, because of the grace of God, and understanding of the grace of God, the body of Christ is getting to a place where they are not just one or two people walking in a very high place, but a whole host of them are walking in a very high place. And it is a high place, and you know, it is high thinking. It's not like the world and the fallen nature, but it is God's heavenly life on the earth, living like He did on the earth. And so it is high, it's very high. But the Bible says there's a possibility that you can think more highly than you ought to think, and that happens when you step away from the the idea that it was given to you. It's not you or I that have struggled and got it. It was given to us, and what was given to us, we valued it. Hallelujah. That's what made the difference. The value that we gave to what was freely poured out has changed our lives. Amen. So we are going to continue to value it. Amen. Realizing that, oh, he gave it to us. And so it is precious. It cost him his life. It cost him hell. It cost him coming back again and sitting on the throne of his father, taking a break from heaven for us, to pay for us so that we could take this grace. Amen. And so we are grateful again and again, and we're not going to slip down that, that uh, slippery slope of becoming more high than we ought to. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And he has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Isn't that all that he has given us again and again? It goes back to him, what he has given, what he has given, what he has done. Amen? So there's no real place for you and I to brag on anything that we have. Praise God. It all came from Him. (laughs) Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so that flesh and that anti, this gratitude thinking is going to be put on the altar as a sacrifice. Praise God. See, the flesh is all about, I I did it by the sweat and by my strength and, oh, you don't know who I am and all of that. That's all flesh. Praise God. By realizing the freely given things, which it cost him his life to give, ha, 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 we constantly offer up 
the flesh nature as a sacrifice. Praise God. Then he breaks out into the gifts more of the grace. Talking there in the 12th chapter, you know, various gifts that have been given. Hallelujah. And it, it just keeps going that way. And notice the ninth verse. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. So without any kind of hypocritic, kind of uh, pretentious attitude, be frank with your love. Be honest about the love of God. Amen. Abhor that which is evil. Abhor it. Cleave to that which is good. See the choices? Choose the, the good. Dump the evil. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. Amen? It's a family. You see, he said, who's my mother? Who's my brother? Praise God. <laughs> Those who believe and act or do what I'm saying, they are my mother, my brother, you know, my sister. This is my family. So there is a real family, actually. So we are now going to act with one another as though we are in family. Amen? Even if we come from weird families. <laughs> we are learning. <laughs> we, are learning. <laughs> we are learning about the real family and how to behave. We got another chance. And thank God Jesus gives us another and another and another chance. See, now the freedom we have with him is we can always go to him and say, Sorry, Lord. But that kind of freedom we may not have with the family. They may not be able to tolerate so many, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They may say, forget about this guy, man. So you see, that's why we may have to prefer them. With God, you can be honest <clears throat> and say, you know, I, I messed up. And he'll say, sure, I forgive you. I forgive you. Now go. Go enjoy. But you can't do that with the family, see? So they have thresholds of... Um, <coughs> irritation, where they could get to a place and say, man, I had enough of you. Amen? So we have to prefer them above ourselves and say, I better be sensitive about this person and not flop in front of them so much because they may not be able to tolerate me. Are you getting this? Very interesting. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. So because of that, that you don't want to be a person that's going to be a problem to them, you prefer them. And so you begin to think about them in your operations on a daily basis, how you're going to be a help to them and not a hindrance to them. What do you prefer? Being in front of God free or being in front of people and having to be so concerned. Of course, we choose being in front of God free. He knows you. He knew you before time began, before you were formed in your mother's womb, etc., etc. He knows everything about you, and in spite of it, he chose you. Then we have the brethren or the family that we have to now consider them and prefer them. You see, so it now translates into suffering for others, and that's love. Amen? Hallelujah. So we may have to prefer them because Jesus preferred us. 
Amen. You remember that First Peter chapter 2, it says in verse 17, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. It's just loaded with these kind of things. The brotherhood. Did you see the brotherhood there? Let's read First Peter 2.17. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Amen. This is our code. This is how we live. Glory to God. Let's hear First Peter 2.17. Canada, please. Amen. So I've got this group called the Brotherhood. <laughs> Hallelujah. The other day we were passing by and um, because of I have this preferential treatment that I like to give people who are coming or walking most especially in dark places, when I come and it, I've got the lights of the vehicle or something, I usually just switch it off so that I don't blast them in the face, you know. So I cut the lights and I was gently driving and my wife saw some people and said, that was so and so, oh, the brotherhood. And they had, um, they had you know, kind of not wanted to be with us and kind of moved away quietly over the years, and so I can take a hint when the brothers don't want to be around me. I don't like to disturb them, so I didn't stop. I just kept going. But that's my brother. That's the brotherhood. Amen? So some parts of the brotherhood may not really like to be around you, but they love you. Hallelujah. And I love them. (laughs) Don't you love the brotherhood? He said, love the brotherhood. Without uh, feigning it, without pretension. Amen? Hallelujah. So I went home. I, on the way, I talk, talk, thought about them and talked about them a little bit, pondered about them, and then I went home and I said, Oh, thank God for the brotherhood. Amen. <laughs> so God knows all these things. How many times do you think you need mercy? Ah, I need mercy. You need mercy. Hallelujah. If you've been on the planet uh, any length of time as a believer with the brethren, the brotherhood, you know it's not easy. And Paul said he had all of these problems, all these things he had to go through, you know, uh, perils. He called them perils. He said in perils among false brethren, um, you know, perils among robbers, perils. These are perilous times. And Paul went through all kinds of perils. And he said, one time, I despaired even of life. Amen. And then he was able to still finish the will of God for his life. So you see that this is possible, but it will involve lots and lots of mercy and listening to the word and tuning in again and again, the same verses, going over them over and over and over, prayerfully listening, hearing what the Spirit is saying at that moment through those words, amazing stuff. One day at a time, I'm sure we can do this. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. Let's go back to Romans 12. Notice there the 11th verse. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. All these are talking about being a witness also outside while you are a believer. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Notice, this part is going to be more 
important as we are living in these last days, continuing constantly in prayer. Hallelujah. No matter what, there may be tests and trials, but we're going to endure. We're going to rejoice in the midst of that because we have a hope. Praise God, the great hope, the appearing of our blessed God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue praying. Don't quit. Go again to the mercy of God and then keep going. Hallelujah. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Given to hospitality. Amen. So, whether you like it or not, you've been called to be a distributor. Wow. Hallelujah. Distributing to the necessity of the saints. Given to hospitality. Why? It's the family. It's the brotherhood. We may have to put away certain thoughts and just take this way of thinking. This is the mind that we have now. Amen. Bless them which persecute you and curse not. Praise God. Sometimes, you know, you feel like uh, revenging. But there's a, there's a scripture that tells you again and again. He says, vengeance belongs to him. Have you seen verses like that? We will definitely have to read that. If God wants to repay, let him repay. You don't have to get into that department. Praise God. You bless. That's all we can do. Let's bless. That's our part. Just like Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. How emotional can you get? One minute you're rejoicing, one minute you're weeping. You talk about heights of emotion. You can just be touched with the feelings of others. Can you see that? Amen. So you see, the emotions have a place. It is to identify with others and join with them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So anytime we see verses like this, we just say, yes, this is who I am. I am touched. When they rejoice, I rejoice. When they weep, I join with them. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Can you see, in a way, he's telling us, these are all the offerings of sacrifice. You see that? The nature of the flesh is being offered up. Each time these things are being obeyed, the flesh is like, oh, I can't take it. Oh, I can't take anymore. See that? The flesh is getting it. Each time we do it, the flesh is lamenting. He's like, I'm dead. Hallelujah. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all. See, the fact is, you are honest. You are good with your accounts, but people may not think so. So you may have to do it for their sake, just to prove it. Amen? Hallelujah? It's, it's interesting how we may have to just prove it for their sake. So, you may be pakka and don't take it personal. But I'm honest, I'm serious, look at my... But, you know, for the sake of people, you may have to just go ahead and show it. Amen? How many of you realize this is what it's all about? It's people. There's people out there, people in the world and the brotherhood and all of that. We have all these things to, to handle. Amen? So keep it as open and simple as possible. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Verse 18. 
If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Praise God. See, so even if there is war and you have to fight, it should be that you are not the one that started it. You happen to be dealing with an enemy that is coming after your life. And you're trying your best not to kill this person. But he wants to kill you so you can defend yourself. You can defend your family, you can defend your country, but it should be that you're not the one that started it and you're trying your best not to do anything evil to that person. You're trying as much as possible. Hallelujah. So it should not be, you know, even in marriage the Bible says let, let the unbelieving partner depart. It's not you that is leaving. So the believer has the capacity and the ability to actually stand there and endure stuff and not do anything until it gets to a certain level where there is war or there's an attack on you and your house and your family. In such a case, you're doing your best. You're saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it, but I have to defend. Praise God. So there are cases like that where, you know, as much as possible that lies in you, we live peaceably with all men. We try our best. Amen. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. This verse is repeated many times in the Bible. So notice God is announcing himself as, I will repay. How many times do you think God uh, has seen things and has noted them? I think he sees more than we can see. And if he finds it right to repay, he will repay. He can repay better than we could ever repay. Praise God. So, uh, if you understand that, it's better to just not repay. Let God deal with it. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Imagine this kind of case. Here also your flesh is like, what? You're feeding that guy? You see? So, it's a sacrifice. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. This also is quoted out of the book of Proverbs. But notice, this can lead somebody back to repentance. This can convict somebody when you treat them like. I heard the other day, someone was invited to church recently and I was asking about him and he said, Oh, he was not in the faith originally, but when he moved to a new city, certain believers started helping him out, treating him right. So he just went to their church and after some time he accepted Jesus. Hallelujah. He, he could not understand how a total stranger could be so nice and helpful and, you know, he was touched. Praise God. See, so people are waiting for that different kind of lifestyle, not molded to the world, you know, that is always what's in it for me. Praise God. 21 says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Every line there is packed. It's loaded. You know, it's, it's amazing. And um, we can read on, you know, going on into the next chapter and all, but I, I feel like we should just look at something uh, over there in the 15th. And um, praise God, there's a lot inside there. 
if we can just go over that in the next couple of minutes, we may enjoy uh, something great. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, let's go to Romans 15 and notice how the first verse starts. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. After reading a little bit, I will go back into Canada. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Isn't that an absolute sacrifice there? You see, by this time, the flesh has been definitely offered up. In other words, it becomes a duty. It has become a responsibility. We then that are strong ought to do this. Amen? So the stronger you become in the things of God, there is a responsibility. Hallelujah. So strength has responsibility. Growth has uh, responsibility. Maturity has responsibility. You, you know, I was talking to someone and, you know, the little daughter has now grown to a place where she cooks for the whole family. Wow. Growth, responsibility. Hallelujah. You know, it's nice to see these things. And uh, just like in the natural, it's mirrored in the spirit realm. And verse 2 continues like that. You know, Christ pleads not himself, it says, and so on and so forth. But I want us to jump to verse 13, and I will read verse 13 after we've read a little bit in Canada. Maybe we can read um, uh, Romans 12, uh, 10, and maybe the last verse of Romans uh, 12 also. Amen. Praise God. So that's a bit of a nutshell there. And now we're back in Romans 15. Maybe we can hear verse 1 also in Kannada. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So now we continue verse 13. He says, Now the God of hope. Praise God. He's the God of hope. <laughs> and we're going to see our great hope one of these days. Woo! Hallelujah. The resurrection of our bodies, the quickening of our bodies, glory, the glorification of our bodies. All these things are going to be seen very shortly. Hallelujah. Fill you with all joy, notice that, and peace in believing. Praise God. So every believer has these uh, powerful virtues or qualities coming from fellowship with the Father. Full joy, peace, notice that, all hope coming from Him. Amen. We have the ability to go and receive this and continue to fill ourselves with these awesome, awesome qualities in believing. Hallelujah. So we fellowship with the Word, fellowship with the Spirit, fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the Spirit. We enjoy Jesus, all these Awesome feelings come to us. Hallelujah. Joy and peace and hope and all of that comes. That we may abound in hope. Wow. 
That's the next level, right? That you can overflow in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. There you go. If you pay attention to it, if you are hearkening to it, if you are valuing it, you are handling it properly, more comes to you. Praise God. He gives you some more and some more and some more. God is the God of multiplying, the God of increase. Hallelujah. Increase more and more. Praise God. Glory to glory. And then 14. I I believe 14 a lot. He says, And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren. Notice, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. So the Romans had gone to a place where Paul was so confident that they could teach each other. They knew so much. And they had goodness and knowledge. And they were able to teach each other. Thank God. That's what the church should become. Amen. Nevertheless, verse 15 says, Brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God. He said, nevertheless, there is a grace that is given to Paul to certain ministry gifts, notice, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ. The church may be able, so full of knowledge they can teach each other, but there's a ministry gift that has been given to, you know, take care of them. In the case of Paul, to be an apostle, you know, to be this great teacher, pastor, prophet, and so forth. 16, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God. That's, that's what we always have, the gospel. That the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Interesting language. The offering up of the Gentiles is the praise and worship that is brought to God. It has to be made acceptable. In other words, God only responds when it is done according to the word. Then it is acceptable. Good, acceptable, perfect, all of those things come in in that kind of area because God and the Holy Ghost, they agree with the word. Amen. So when they are done properly, then their praise and adoration to the Lord becomes acceptable. Isn't that an interesting thought? So not every kind of worship and adoration and so on may be acceptable. Hallelujah. It is acceptable if it is in line with the word of God. Hallelujah. And so... God has a plan to make us be so taught and so uh, full of understanding and revelation that we can now give freely certain things, what he's looking for in the way that he wants them and to be totally excited about it. Say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is set apart by the Holy Ghost. This is specially set apart and planned by the Holy Ghost. Amen? A lot of thoughts there. You know, we've come to the end of time there, but notice we had got a few thoughts to ponder about, and God is a faithful God. Um, stick with the Word. Value the Word. Spend time. Meditate upon these things. There's going to be more besides. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you. Hallelujah. Abba Father. Thank you. 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 Your will will prevail in these last days. That we will walk in the ways that please you as a living sacrifice. We thank you for mercy. No matter how many times we have to come. We thank you that we will enjoy your ministry at the right hand of the Father. Great high priest of mercy. We bless you. We thank you for praying for us. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. That our lives are going to be impacted. And our lives are going to impact others. We thank you for the brotherhood. We thank you for love unfeigned, for distribution. We thank you for hospitality. We thank you for all these family-oriented thoughts. We worship you. We bless you today. You're a good God, a loving Heavenly Father. We receive from you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. Amen. Praise God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. If you'd like to give, this is a wonderful opportunity. Um, I need my wallet. It's, it's there. Thank you. Sorry, I was uh, out there somewhere. <laughs> but you can see we are, we're very honest here. <laughs> thank you. We are honestly doing all these things uh, before all men. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father, that your people receive more than enough for every good work, more than enough for every good work. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, team. You're blessed.